Welcome back to In This Together podcast. I'm your host, M.M., and we have a little something different going on for this episode. So we are in our friendship series, and we asked if you guys had any questions on comparison, and we had so many questions come in um, just about comparison and compare how to not compare each other in friendships or yourself to other people or other friends to one another, and also a lot within like families, which I thought was really cool, and relationships, like dating relationships. And so we really had just a bunch of questions about comparison all over the board. And I think that this is something that really heavily applies to friendship because it's hard to be a good friend if you're always comparing yourself to the other person. And for this episode, I kind of want to switch it up a little bit. So one of the people that I've learned the most about confidence, because I feel like confidence is the greatest weapon to comparison, is my sweet husband, Chance. Before I met him, um, I was really seeking other people's approval um, over my life and people's opinions. And whenever I met him, I just, I, my confidence just grew so much. He is one of the most confident people I know. And I think that that just, whenever you see that in a person and you watch them not care about what other people think of them and all of the different things. I just think that it's really inspiring. And so what better person to come on and talk about comparison than my husband, Chance. So he's going to come on and we're doing this a little different style. I am actually going to leave him with a list of questions that y'all have asked, and I'm going to let him run the podcast today. And he's just going to kind of go maybe rapid fire. I don't know how he's going to do it and just kind of go through the questions and answer them honestly. And um, I think it's just really cool. I think one, it's really cool because he's somebody that I've learned um, confidence and how not to compare myself with. And he's really inspired me of that. But not only that, but I think it's also really cool hearing it from a guy. Isla and I have obviously talked about comparison and friendships, and you can go back and look at listen to that podcast if you want. But I think it's really cool because I think that sometimes we think that girls are the only ones that struggle with this. And I think that hearing that guys also struggle with this will kind of open your heart a little bit and make you realize like, wow, we all are really just imperfect people. I think it's also really important that we learn from brothers in Christ. And so this is your brother for today. You can't have him. Sorry, he's my husband. Um, But I'm so excited. And without further ado, here is my sweet husband, Chance. Hey, everyone. My name is Chance Huff. I'm Maya's husband, as she introduced me. I mean, just what an honor it is just to be on here today as y'all's host for this podcast. I just wanted to say thank you for all the amazing questions that y'all asked um, through Maya's Instagram and whatnot. And just asking these questions with boldness and with honesty of just what y'all are going through and what y'all are struggling with, with comparison between friendships and relationships. Um, And, you know, comparison is a real thing. It's everybody deals with it, whether you're a girl, whether you're a guy, you know, everybody's going to struggle with comparison. Even for myself today, doing this podcast is pretty funny how Maya left me in charge of um, the comparison podcast because I've never hosted a podcast or anything like this before. And so I myself can even struggle with comparing myself on how I'm going to do hosting this to um, to what y'all are used to and how Maya hosts and just wanted to do the best job for y'all. Um, so, you know, comparison is a real thing. Comparison is something that everybody struggles with, um, no matter who you are, no matter uh, what you have, whether you have everything in the world, whether you have nothing in the world, everybody's going to struggle with comparison. Um, and so I'm really excited to get to answering some of these questions today. But before I jump into these questions today, I just wanted to share a little bit of background um, on some research that I did today. You know, as your host, I wanted to have a little background on what drives comparison. And that's literally what I looked up. What drives comparison? What drives us to compare ourselves? And what I found was actually really interesting. 
um, that the first time comparison was ever seriously explored. It was by a social psychologist named Leon Fessinger back in 1954. And this study that he did was actually one of the biggest contributions to the field of social psychology still today. And pretty much what Fessinger came to find out was that people evaluate their opinions and abilities by comparing themselves to other people for two reasons. The first is to reduce our uncertainty in the areas in which we're comparing ourselves. And second is to learn how to define ourselves. Um, and he even further goes on with that point as human beings can only define ourselves in relation to someone else and that we need to look at other people. But as Christians and as believers, we know this isn't true. We know that we look at God for our image. We look at God for, our, for how we define ourselves. Um, and I just don't think that enough of us are really rooted in that, my, myself included, um, because, you know, everybody struggles with comparison, but we need to be looking to God for how he defines us. Um, you know, God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that we are made in his image. So God, God defines us. So why do we, why do we look at all these other people, all these other relationships, all these other friendships, um, and compare ourselves to people and struggle with this when it's literally written in a book for us on how we should define ourselves, which I just thought was really interesting. But now it's time to jump on into the question. So I'm super excited. So the first question I'm going to be answering is, how do I not compare my relationship with God with other people's relationship with God? And to me, you know, this doesn't really sound like it's like it's that big of a problem. I think the bigger problem is what's driving the comparison, you know, um, like, is it jealousy in your heart that's driving this comparison between um, your relationship and somebody else's relationship? Because, you know, it should be it should be encouraging to see another believer that is super strong in their faith and it shouldn't discourage you. That should be something that that we're walking towards, that we're that we're striving for, that we long for, um, to know God better, you know, like to know God on the level that you may think that they know God at, you know, like, um, like I'm blessed to be around um, a bunch of great believers, my wife, my brother, um, my, my, like just my whole family, you know, everybody. And it's, it really is just so encouraging to see um, everybody else's faith, you know, like, I remember before um, I really changed my life around and, you know, I was kind of seeing how my brother's life was and how his walk with God was. And that didn't really create a jealousy or a hatred in me. That was more of something that I longed for and something that I started to work for and started to sell was to eventually get a relationship with God like that, you know? Um, and so I think it just really is all about what's driving the comparison. Is it is it because you're jealous or are you, or are you looking at it in comparison of like, man, you know, I like, I want to see God that way. I want to speak to God that way. And if it's in that light, then I don't think that's, I don't think that's really a, a negative issue. You know, I think that, I think that's totally fine. And that should be, and that should be encouraged. You know, I think that we need to be encouraged by other people's faith. Um, especially in today's time, not being, um, just not being discouraged by other people's faith and just being encouraged, you know, both me and you, um, just in seeing the way God is working in other people's lives and not, not being jealous and not comparing it in that way. This is such a great question. Um, how do you keep cheering them on when they're living something you're currently praying for? And man, that is, that is such a good question. And that is honestly really so hard. 
but I think that is just so awesome that, you know, that you want to keep cheering them on um, when they're living something that you're currently praying for and that you currently don't have, you know, that you, that you desire to keep cheering them on because, you know, I feel like so many people can shut down and can just kind of turn, turn their hearts hard um, and just get a hardened heart to their friends whenever they're living something that you don't currently have yet. And, you know, I think that just comes with just trusting God. I wouldn't really let that disrupt what you're praying for. You know, I think that that could, I think that honestly, that that could strengthen what you're praying for, um, seeing what your friends have and seeing what they're currently living that you're praying for. I think that I can strengthen your prayers, you know, why you want that. Um, and, you know, for the right reasons, of course. But I just, I really do. I think that's so awesome that, you know, that you want to keep cheering them on and that like you're wondering how to and how to not turn your heart hard and not taking that easy route of just, okay, you know, you have what I'm currently praying for and, you know, like kind of being bitter towards them. So now we're wondering what to do when you and your friend are so similar that everybody else compares you to each other. You know, we all have friends for a reason. It's because we like them. Um, it's because we get along with them and we think that they're great people. You know, none of us have friends who we think are just horrible, terrible people. And I, for me, if my, if, if I get told that like, oh my gosh, you remind me so much of your brother in this aspect, or you and your brother are so similar. Um, you know, I don't really ever take, I, I wouldn't take offense to that, nor get annoyed by that because I think that my brother is an awesome guy and an amazing man of God. And for me to get compared to my brother is a compliment really, you know? Um, and so I think that you should be taking that as a compliment as to someone comparing you to your friend um, and not really getting jealous by that because I think, I think that it could be for two reasons. I think that either, um, you know, maybe you should evaluate the friendship. Is there a reason why you don't like being compared to that person? Um, and what's the root cause of that? Or, um, you know, maybe is it something on your own end that you need to deal with? Maybe it's, maybe you need to have a heart check on, you know, why am I getting so jealous or why am I getting so annoyed when, um, when these people compare my friend to me or me to my friend? Um, and, you know, maybe, and, you know, it could be, it could be a pride thing. Like I am my own person, but um, I just think that we need to be rooted in God and just have confidence in who we are in that. Um, and I think that it can be a lack of self-confidence as to why we're getting jealous when someone's comparing us to our friend, because it really should be a compliment. And if you're not taking it as a compliment, then, um, you know, I think either um, a heart check for yourself could be useful, or maybe you need to evaluate the friendship and see why you're not liking being compared to that person. Okay, so this question I think I can relate to a lot. Um, <clears throat> so you're wondering how to deal with a long distance uh, military relationship, but you're surrounded by regular relationships. Um, and you know, me and Maya, we dated long distance for pretty much our whole uh, relationship. You know, we really weren't ever together um, for that long of a period once COVID ended for a while. And, you know, long distance is really hard. It is really hard whenever you're always surrounded by other people. You know, I played it, I played baseball at Georgia Tech and Everybody had girlfriends, other girlfriends, um, went to school around Atlanta and we're all within 
within an hour or two and you know they'd all be they would all hang out all the time and I would go hang out with my friends and their girlfriends and you know I, I would wish that Maya could be there I wish that me and Maya went to school with one another but there you know there's a season for everything and um and honestly one of one of me and Maya's favorite things um that we read about distance was that distance makes the heart grow fonder and you know it really does distance really does make the heart grow fonder and it makes everything so much more intentional and I think that you just have to rejoice in the intentional time um, of this relationship. You know, like whenever you do get to see each other, none of that time will be taken for granted. Like whenever me and Maya would see each other on a weekend after not seeing each other for two or three weeks, you know, there was never not any intentional time spent for those two days because we wanted to enjoy each other so much. And, you know, I think that can be something that um, other people don't really get to enjoy, you know, people can just kind of get used to their girlfriend or their boyfriend, just, um, always being around. Whereas, you know, you have something to look forward to. I know it may be a little further out, but, and I know it may be a little further out, but whenever you do get to see each other and, you know, whenever you do get to talk, those moments just become so much sweeter because of how long the distance has been. I mean, you know, it really does just make the time intentional, that you get to spend with each other. Um, it makes the conversations intentional over the phone or texting or writing letters, um, whatever it is that um, you and your relationship are doing. Um, and you know, I, I just, I, I really think that long distance is, it, it's hard, but it's something, it's a, it's a really sweet time. Um, if you take it for what it is and you're just content with where you're at, because if you're just stuck wishing that, you know, like if you're just stuck wishing that you weren't long distance and it's just going to make the distance even harder. Um, so yeah, you know, I think that you just have to be content with what you have and just enjoy this season of long distance. Um, and just let y'all's hearts grow fonder of one another. Oof, this is such a good question. How to not compare timelines with relationships, careers, etc. It's usually okay, but occasionally gets hard. And you know, it does occasionally get hard. It's actually funny that the last question that I answered, um, was on long distance because um, me and Maya's relationship kind of looked different than um, than what my brothers and Sadie's looked like. You know, my brother and Sadie got uh, went from being engaged to married in I think around six months, something like that. And me and Maya had a little bit longer of an engagement season. We had a thirteen month engagement season, um, and you know, it, it was it was tough to not compare that timeline. Um, because, you know, we just wanted to get married so bad, but um, the 13 months is just kind of what needed to happen. And, you know, uh, everything's beautiful in its time. It says that in Ecclesiastes 3.11, it says he has made everything beautiful in its time. Um, and so I think we just really have to hold firm to that, to that word that God speaks and to just trusting in God, trusting in his timing, not our timing, because, you know, there's plenty of times when me and Maya talked about, you know what, like, let's just not even have a wedding. Let's just, let's just run away and just go get married. Like, let's get married this weekend. And, you know, that was, that was us trying to create our own timelines. And we had a beautiful wedding with all of our friends, all of our family, you know, a great time getting to celebrate with everybody. And that would have been something that we would have missed out on if we would have taken our plan into our own timeline and not gotten to, celebrate with our friends and family and, you know, and get to get to have that union um, with God in front of all of our friends and family. And, you know, 
it really is just such a special time. And with careers, um, I play baseball and, you know, I just got, I, I just got drafted this past, um, July and, you know, I mean, some people make it up to the big leagues in less than a year and some people take six or seven years to get up there. And, you know, comparison really can be tough, but I think that you just have to be content with where you are at. I think that's just the biggest thing for a comparison is that we're just never content, you know, and I think that we just have to be content with where we are at and just trusting in the season that God has us in and the place that God has us in and on the timeline that God has us in. And I think that if we're just trusting in God and not comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, how quick other people get promoted, how quick, um, how quick this couple gets engaged, like how quick this couple gets married, um, then I think a lot of that comparison um, for timelines can be taken away and alleviated from us if we just trust in God and trust in the plan and the timeline that he has for us and just know that everything is beautiful and it's time. Okay, so this is a really interesting question. Someone asked, um, for relationship with their boyfriend and comparing to others' peace that they have in their relationships and the fear that you have in yours. Um, and I guess my first question would be, why, why are you fearful in your relationship? What is it that your significant other is doing that isn't giving you peace? You know, I think that's the main question that you need to answer. And if you already know the answer to that question, then I think that you just need to speak it. I think that you need to um, be honest with him about what's going on and why you have these fears. And, you know, and if he doesn't respond um, like in a loving way, if he's not caring, if he doesn't take your needs into consideration, then I don't think that's a relationship that you should be in. We shouldn't be bound in a relationship with, uh, with fear. You know, we should be, um, getting to enjoy the relationship we're in. We should be having peace in the relationship we're in. We should be having fun. And you can't have fun while being fearful. Um, and, you know, it's actually really funny. When me and Maya first started dating, um, we only ever FaceTimed. And she called me one day, and it was after we just had our first kiss. And I was so nervous whenever I saw that she was calling me and not FaceTiming me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is she about to break up with me? And she was almost literally crying on the phone. And so I definitely thought she was breaking up with me, but she was just getting all these fears off of her heart um, just from past relationships and just speaking that out over this one um, and just wanting to like let me in, I guess, just wanted to let me in on where she was at and what was happening um, and just where her heart and where her head was at. And, you know, I really, I really respected and really loved that honesty um, and just telling me what her fears were. Um, because now, like me now knowing what her fears are, now I know how I can better protect her and how I can better give her peace. And so I think that um, that can be an easily resolvable issue with your boyfriend, um, whether he wants to protect you and wants to give you peace or whether he doesn't care about those and doesn't care about, um, why you're fearful, you know, I think that you'll have your answer. And then I think that, you know, if he doesn't respect what you have to say, then I don't think that's a relationship um, that you should be in any longer. But if it is, if, if he does take kindly to it and he does want to protect you better and he does want to give you peace and he does want to love you better, then, you know, then that should give you peace and should take away that fear. You know, I think that you just need to be 
honest with him and speak it out. Um, because, you know, he might not know that you're fearful at all in the relationship. And so I just think that that could be super helpful if you just speak it out and talk with him about it um, and just hear and just hear his response. So another question is, uh, I struggle with comparing my grades with my friends. I think that to me, it sounds like that could be um, either a, a pride issue where, you know, like you usually get better grades than them. And you're kind of prideful on that. And then they get better grades. And then it's kind of like a little hit on your pride. And uh, or, you know, they could always be getting better grades than you when you seem to be working harder than them. And you're jealous of how you put in more study hours and put in more hard hours and they get better and they get the better grades than you. And, um, you know, it's actually pretty funny. Um, my brother back in college studied really, really, really hard and made great grades. And I wasn't necessarily the hardest studier, but I still did good in school. And if, um, and you know, but my brother knew how he needed to study to make the grades that he wanted. Um, and I knew that, I knew that my studying habits worked for me. Um, and so, you know, I think that, I think that's just something that you have to pray for your heart to be changed. I think that you have to pray um you know for pride like over your pride or pray for the uh pray for the pray for the envy in your heart um for those compare like for what's driving that comparison and the grades to just be cast out and just be able to celebrate your friends you know be and it's kind of what um what the last question was about you know you just have to you have to be able to celebrate others when they have what you don't have um you know and i think i really do i think that's just such an important thing to not let your heart get hardened by, by that and just keep celebrating others, keep loving others and, you know, not tearing yourself apart for not having what others have or not having the grades that others have and, you know, giving yourself some, giving yourself some grace with the grades. Okay. So how can you be loving and supporting your friends when you're struggling yourself? And man, this is such a good question because, you know, so many of us um, do have struggles. So many of us are struggling, but that can't we we can't let that determine the kind of friend we are we can't let that affect how we support our friends or how we love our friends and um and honestly i think one of the biggest things for this is you know just to keep getting in god's presence and just to keep filling yourself up on jesus keep filling yourself up with the word keep filling yourself up with worship sessions in the car and your headphones whatever it may be just keep filling your heart with god so that way then you can pour out to others because God will never leave you empty. God will never, um, God will never leave you. God will always fill your heart and he will always enable you to serve others, to love others and to cheer on others. Um, and I think you, I think that you just need to pray over the struggles as well. You know, I think that just, you just need to be honest, uh, with God, with where you're at and ask him that, ask him to take away what you're struggling with. So that way you can love your friends better. So that way you can be the best friend possible. Um, you know, and I think that that could be, um, really helpful for that, for those relationships and just to take away your struggles as well. Um, and, you know, just be honest with your friends as well. Just be honest with your friends on like, you know, like you don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but also though your friends are going to be there for you. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be nice to have that, to have that company backing you and helping support yourself as well. Um, and you know, two is always better than one. If you have one friend who's needing support and you're needing support as well, 
then I think that you need to share it with them as well, you know, and kind of y'all can work together to overcome what y'all are struggling with. Um, but yeah, I just think the biggest thing um, for that is because I just think the biggest thing for that is just to keep filling yourself up with God, because if you're just filling yourself up with yourself, then you're going to run out of gas so much quicker and you're just going to be left so empty and so tired and not wanting to support your friends and not wanting to love your friends and just turning into not the friend that you want to be, you know? So I think just praying over your struggles, sharing your struggles with your friends and just to keep filling yourself up on Jesus, um, I think will help you. Um, I think will help you be able to love and support your friends whenever you're struggling yourself. Okay. And so for the last questions of the podcast, um, I'll be answering kind of a couple about the same kind of topic. Um, and they're all related to in-laws, to family in-laws, sister-in-laws. Um, and, you know, so one is my sister's fiance's family is so welcoming to her versus my boyfriend's family is not welcoming to me. And the other one is a weird dynamic with sister-in-law. I feel like us being family now has not changed the relationship. And I really, I really don't know how, or I really don't know the perfect answer for this. Um, and not saying that I've had the perfect answer for anything on this podcast. Um, but I, I think I really, I really think that the only way to make this better is by praying and by trying to sow into that relationship and by talking with your significant other about it, you know, letting them know how you feel because, you know, they can go on your behalf and talk to their, um, and talk to their sister about it or your significant other may not know how you're feeling about how, about how you and his sister's relationship may be going. And I think that if you are to share those feelings with him, then that can just make things better, you know, and let him be aware of the situation. But, you know, I just think that the best thing for that is just praying, praying over the relationship, just praying that God would just restore the relationship and just bring peace into it. Um, praying and talking with your significant other and just sewing into that relationship. No relationship's going to get better by not doing anything about it or by not spending any time with that person. You know, so I think that that's one of the most important things is honestly just sewing into that time, whether it be enjoyable for you or not, whether you have to grit your teeth through it, you know, I just think that the more you can sew into that relationship, the better it should become. And, you know, if it, if it doesn't, then, then, you know, then maybe you have a chat with your significant other about it. If you don't want to have it um, right away, if you kind of want to try and handle it on your own before going to him. But I think before going to him or before going to her, I think the most important thing that you can do for that relationship is going to God with it and just giving it to God, just asking God just to clear up the differences and just help reconcile y'all and just to bring peace over that relationship because, you know, now you are family and that is, um, hopefully somebody that you're going to have in your life for the rest of your life. And so, yeah, so I just hope that y'all are all super encouraged by all my answers today. I'm so thankful that I got to read all y'all's questions. It was seriously so fun for me just to get to listen to and really hard. I'm not going to lie. I struggled for like an hour before I got any questions answered because I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't answer these. I have no idea how to answer these. And I, was just, I, I literally felt helpless. Like I would record for a minute and delete, record for a minute and delete. None of my answers felt good. Um, but you know, just praying over it and giving it to God and just asking God just to speak through me to y'all. Um, 
and I was able I was able to get some answers out for y'all. So um, super excited that I was y'all's host this week. Um, loved getting to talk to y'all. Loved getting to read y'all's questions, and I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. All righty.